Welcome back or welcome to another episode of the Success Times Happiness Podcast. I am your host, Richard Thompson, and today I think is our last solo episode of the year. And today I thought, given that I always ask our guests the five quick fire questions at the end of each interview, I thought it'd be an appropriate time for me to answer mine after the last year of recordings and 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 interviews and how I feel about those particular questions. And for those who are just uh, starting to listen, uh, the five questions are the number one tip for success, the number one tip for happiness, most gifted book or most recommended book, the most influential person in your life and a guest, famous or not, that we should have on the podcast. So let's get cracking, I guess. Um, the first two questions are pretty loaded um, and I have a thousand thoughts in my head, uh, but we will see where it goes. So the number one tip for someone wanting more success in their life. Um, and I think at the end of the day, this can be summarized relatively briefly because success ultimately is a you versus future you game. I don't like, I don't subscribe to the idea of comparing other people to yourself. I don't like comparing where you are now to where you have been. I think it is, uh, yeah, in terms of that future comparison or, or sorry, the comparison to others, it's very easy to do that. You know, it's very easy to see anyone online or anyone in your industry or your or, or circles or, or otherwise and compare and, and feel inferior to them. And usually you'll only be looking up as well. So the people that you don't pay attention to will be people who maybe aren't as progressed as you on that journey. But the person that you need to be focusing on and the decisions that you need to be making is to make the your future self proud in all aspects of your life. And so when and you look at yourself in in 1 year, 3 years, 5 years, 10 years, in terms of success, the de decisions that you need to be making now is like how how would my future self be looking at me now making those decisions or are you making those decisions in the best interest? of your future self. I talked briefly when I spoke with Nick Quinn about the idea of the mountains and that all you really want is another, is a bigger mountain once you've, once you've um, climbed the one you're on. And I do think that's true. I think that when you are on the path of success, you achieve something you're set out to do professionally, privately, or, or anything in between. And then more often than not, you're, 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 you're motivated to up the ante, to, to go and achieve something more. And at some point, you're going to come up against resistance, whether that's your age, whether that's you, you then need to broaden your team to go and achieve something because you can't do it by – you can't keep upping the ante by, by yourself. You're going to need to take on risk, you know, whether that's – raising capital, putting, you know, uh, refinancing your, your assets or whatever the case is in terms of business, let's say, 
but you've got to have to handle that risk and you've got to have to handle an enormous amount of stress if you want to keep upping the ante. So I think a lot of people do go up a little bit, do up the ante, do get get bigger goals as they as they get older and then at some point go, okay, I'm, I'm tapping out in terms of raising the stakes here because it doesn't, uh, I, I just don't want to risk more than I already am. And that's fine. But I think no matter where you are in the spectrum of starting out in terms of in terms of your life or, or, or looking for success and or whether you're well on the path to you know, to business or to personal success, at the end of the day, I, I, be, I truly believe that the goal and the answer that I have to my first question is purpose. If you having a strong purpose that is true to you will bring both that the the happy times when you're trying to achieve it and the challenging times while you're trying to achieve it, you will able to endure those difficult times and enjoy those joyous times a lot more when whatever you're doing is aligned with your purpose. When you're in the job that you want or the career that you want, whether it's in a relationship that you care like you've never before cared, uh, having purpose and be driven by that purpose will be will inevitably lead to success. So that is certainly the answer to my first question is that the, the number one tip for success is to have purpose and to know and, and for that purpose to be true to you. Second question with respect to happiness, with number one tip for anyone wanting to be more happy in their life. The, the, the idea of happiness is like success is such a subjective measure and it's, but it's interesting because um, unlike success, you can only really experience happiness by having something to compare it against. And that's, let's call that the darkness or the, you know, times where you're not happy or, or unhappy. And so that the, the piece about being happy is really important, right? I think it, I think it is really important to, to go after that, but it's also to understand that, and this dichotomy where you need the, the darkness to be able to appreciate the light or the happiness or the happy times you know, it's similar to say you can't have the ups without the downs or you can't have rainbows without a little rain. Without experiencing those challenging times, you wouldn't be able to appreciate the happy times. I think it's important that when we do experience like really happy moments in our lives is to take stock at that, at that moment. And it may be not in that moment. Maybe it's just on reflection but to understand or to note down, physically write down, what are those key elements, what are those key ingredients that make up that really enjoyable, happy moment? It might be that we are, we do have purpose and we're going after something. It might be that we're sacrificing, you know, that element of sacrifice is so important to achievement. It might be that we're doing that with people that we love or that we really respect or admire. It might be that we are, we are going after something, that sort of idea of compounding interest, that it's delayed gratification in that moment, that that's what we're doing. 
or it might be that the fruits of our labor have come off or whatever the, whatever the ingredients are to that moment. It might be that we're laughing. It might be that we're smiling. It might be whatever they are. It's important to take note of that. And that's so different for everybody. Um, but then you can create like an alchemy to understand what makes you, what makes you to experience a happy moment. And so, and, and that's not to say that we want to sort of um, cultivate or, or manipulate a, an ex, a life experience just to be happy, but I think it, that becomes really helpful when we are in a dark moment of our lives or a difficult moment in our lives. And as I said, you've got to be really uh, appreciative of those moments as well because without those, we can't enjoy the happy experiences. But I think it's the common tendency of in your brain to be able to say, oh, this, this difficult period of time is going to last forever or a very long time. Hard to get yourself out of that. Uh, and particularly, and, and also when you do experience a really high moment, the brain almost says, this is good, but this is fleeting. Like it's almost sometimes like biased to the negative, biased to the pessimism in our mind. But um, if we're in a dark moment, it's to appreciate that we are and that's okay. But to have that alchemy, that list of ingredients that can pull us back to those happier moments is going to be a real, uh, a real step up in trying to get ourselves out of those bad moments. So, um, but I'm digressing a little bit. I think the, the number one goal to happiness is, I guess, to have, to see the, to see all of the life experiences with gratitude. And that is such a, that's such a cliche thing to say, but it really helps. It really helps to, I think that if you can, if you can sort of let out the tension when you have hard moments and not be so self-critical when you do have those difficult moments and to be grateful of them, then I think, I believe that the happier moments come more frequently and particularly when you know how to, what, what, what elements are needed to create that happy moment. And I think a huge element is to be able to, when you are grateful of the moment that you are in, it forces you to stay in that moment. So you're not comparing, well, I mean, I'm, I'm in such a bad way at the moment compared to when I was so happy back then or when I really wish I was happy in the future, like, you know, I really want to be happy in the future, that sort of comparison, you're not saying in the moment, I think that's a huge element to, and that is underpinned on by what a lot of guests have said this year, is the ability to stay in the moment is so important. Um, and that is near impossible to do consistently, even daily, all day. If you said, all right, today I'm going to stay in the moment, it's uh, it's it's near impossible to do, but I think having the awareness to say that's my objective, and if you can do that a couple of times a day, then it's that's an enormous achievement, and that's that flow state or being in that moment um, and being appreciative and, and grateful of that of, of whatever motion or the moment that we're in is is a real key to key to happiness because I do think that happiness comes back around much quicker if we let go of the judgment, we let go of the 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 red siren or the red the, the red lights in our head when we are experiencing a tough moment in life that was a quite a wordy way around <laughs> the first two questions i apologize uh 
Um, the book that I would like, that I always love, and I pay homage to my friends Kim and Brett for suggesting, for showing me this back in 2014, um, is Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way. Um, and a little snippet summary of the int from the internet is that it teaches us to never give up when faced with a challenge. It's it's highly it's got a highly level high level of stoicism throughout. Um, but when facing an obstacle, we need to be we need to be objective, choose to see the good, steady our nerves, place things in perspective, revert to the present moment and focus on what can be controlled. It teaches us to take action and greet our obstacles with energy, persistence, and resilience. Using our will to face these obstacles, we can accept that we're unable and able to change and protect our inner self. And I do think like the that book taught me, it's, it's in line with Jocko Willink's extreme ownership, is that if you can take control of a situation in, in the way that it the way that it impacts you, then you have agency, you have the ability to 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 change or to or to um, pivot the way that you react, the way that you respond, and not just externally, but also internally, how it sits with you. And it's it's a wonderful book. It's not very long, um, but it is truly one of the greats. So if you haven't read The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday, uh, it is it is fantastic. And I would love Ryan to come onto the show. That isn't the answer to my last question. I have a wonderful story about Ryan and um, a few emails that him and I have shared, but he's over in the States. So I don't know how quickly he can come over, he, how easily he can come over to this, to Australia. So we might be able to get him on, on Zoom next year, but we will see. Um, the most inspirational person in my life. Uh, it's not going to be difficult for anyone who knows me to to know what the answer to that is, and that's my mum. Good old Grandma Judy. She is a, an extremely good person. She has taught me everything uh, in terms of how to be a human, and has been next to me in in very very dark moments, and I've been next to her in her dark moments. Um, and growing up and I couldn't think of I, I'm not sure who, who I would be obviously without her but I think more I meant more so in the last you know as we've as I've become an adult and into my 30s just a rock an absolute rock in my life and someone who I look up to a hell of a lot in terms of her view on life her her thirst for knowledge she's now a, she now has a PhD and just achieved an enormous amount and just so keen to travel and so keen to have all these experiences in life. Um, yeah, she is an, an amazing mother, an amazing grandmother and someone who I'm truly lucky. You don't get to choose your parents, but I'm very fortunate that uh, that my mum's my mum. So that's definitely my answer. And then finally, the guest that I would like on the show. And... Uh, <laughs> Last weekend, Michelle and I were up at Noosa. We went different ways just for a moment on Hastings Street and I got a message from Michelle and she said, I think I think Richard Branson's having breakfast uh, at this cafe. And immediately I thought, shit, I've got to ask him to come on the podcast. 
And then I got really nervous because I was like, I assume he'll just tell me to, to fuck off. So I, I eventually get to the cafe. I see that it's obviously Richard Branson. He's sitting there with, with, with a couple of people, a couple of young kids as well. And I was like, oh, I'm not going. I'm not. The guy, the guy has like $5 billion. I'm not going to interrupt his breakfast because obviously that would put me offside. If I had any chance, it's gone. Anyway, so I, I, I was... I loitered an appropriate distance away so it wasn't obvious uh, and waited for him to finish. And they paid and the kids and I think the kid's mum went a different direction and Richard and uh, his this other lady uh, were walking towards me. And I, came, I went up to him and I digress though. I, I, I mean, I'll interject and say that I did ring Nick Quinn at, before I spoke to Richard while I was loitering. And uh, I said, I think this is, I think I want to do this. And to his, to his honesty, he was like, oh God, I'd never be able to do that. But I was, so, I just thought, you know, if he tells me to stuff, you know, to go away, that's okay. And, but I'm never going to get another chance to see him in person, certainly not on Hastings Street. So I approached him and I said, uh, hello, Mr. Branson. My name is Richard Thompson. And he gave me a fist bump and said, lovely to meet you. And I said, um, it is an impossible question, but what value could I give you to warrant you coming on my podcast that discusses the concepts about success and happiness? And he stopped walking. He looked at me and I'm like, oh, this isn't is going to go south. And he pulls out his phone. He gets a contact and he, and he says, well, that sounds like an amazing idea. Take a photo of this contact. He's my scheduling manager. Reach out to him and we can hopefully make it happen sometime next year or the year after. And so I did that and I was blown, absolutely blown away. Uh, I'm sure I'll reach out to the manager and it will be more difficult than, than what it would, when, what it would appear. But, uh, he was super lovely, super lovely, super gracious, super just, uh, obviously everything that you've read about or, or know about is just, it was, it was a, it was an incredible, uh, morning. So I would have to say, um, Richard Branson would be my guest that I'd love to come on, on the show. Uh, now that has happened. So, Anyway, I have talked enough uh, for this solo episode. I, I wonder whether my thoughts will change as we progress over the years in relation to success and happiness, but I think that's the purpose of this, is to open the box of dialogue, open, speak to people who have been successful or otherwise you would think are super happy and to, or, or who have struggled with business or success, all have struggled with happiness. And just to learn, to know what their tricks are, to know what what they rely upon, to know how they did it or didn't do it. Uh, and I think that's a beautiful medium or beautiful topic to talk about. And that's why I know Cody and I are so, I just love, love this show and love this process because we just love talking about it and love learning and I hope you do too. I hope you've really enjoyed the episode so far. We're only trying to, we, we are trying always to get better and we've got an amazing list of guests coming up next year. 
uh, a few things are changing on the on, on, on this side of the desk, which is really exciting. And I hope it just it, it results in bringing more people listening to the show uh, and, and getting something out of it and out of those conversations. Uh, in the interim, please let me know if there are any guests that you would like to be interviewed on the show, whether they're famous or not. Uh, and we will amass an, an amazing list to tackle next year. So uh, that's about it from me. I hope you are all well. Thank you for listening. If you'd, li- if you'd like it, please share it with someone that you think would like it as well. And until next time, peace.